Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. Free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636 778 3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Hi everybody, it's good to be here. I. Uh... I thought this was kind of a unique title. It was prompted uh, for me to this morning as I was getting ready today. I was listening to the ladies' meeting at our church. I go to St. Louis Family Church, and it, ever since quarantine, they started doing their Wednesday ladies' meeting. You know, through like a live broadcast instead of us going to the church which has been kind of nice because uh, I usually work on Wednesdays, so I wasn't able to attend the ladies' meeting. So it's amazing because I can actually attend it now. And I often uh, work late on Fridays as well and can't attend the Friday services, so I actually get to hear that now. So it's pretty amazing. I can listen to it all the time. Uh, But anyways, I go to St. Louis Family Church, and and on their website, uh, if you look it up, they have their weekly ladies' meeting, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, because it prompts me probably monthly, if not weekly, uh, in a topic that I want to discuss with folks or prompts me to kind of put some notes down or some thoughts down for a podcast. And so today's message did that. And one of the people that were in that uh, particular group and they were speaking and they were talking about dealing with anxiety and just handling the stresses of life and how um, they will go through, scroll through Instagram, and they can be in a perfectly good mood and totally happy, and their day could be going great, but then as they scroll through Instagram, something completely changes, and it can um, become just a, a super thick oppression for them, and they, they literally, you know, can have their day ruined by the data that they take in, you know, from scrolling. And so that just prompted me to think about um, just what Instagram and and Facebook can become for people. I like using it as a platform for information like this because I really like uh, being able to try to get godly information uh, out to people, but I also really like 
uh, trying to get good quality health information to folks that maybe wouldn't be able to uh, get it otherwise. So I love the platform for that. Uh, I, I love it for being able to share pictures of my family and, and allow my aunt that lives in Kansas to be able to see it and things like that. Uh, but sometimes it's, especially working in the fitness industry, what I've discovered over the years uh, is that comparison can be the thief of all joy, right? So I've tried to create an environment uh, in terms of integrity's environment to where um, you could be working out next to a world champion uh, fitness competitor uh, that earns money to compete in shows. And then over here, you could be working with a guy that still needs to lose 150 pounds and has already lost 100 and he's doing what he's doing based off of that weight loss. And then here you could be working out with a stay-at-home mom that's battling depression and anxiety. And then here could be a police officer. And then here could be a 13-year-old that uh, wanted to commit suicide and is basically overcoming the desire to hate herself every single day by improving herself by coming into the gym and exercising. So what I tried to create was an environment where uh, we didn't scroll and say everybody should look like that because everybody doesn't look like that. You know, I mean, there are some people that look amazing, just like I said, the, the pro, you know, person over here. Um, but we, we just can't compare ourselves to everything that we scroll and look at every single day. Uh, we also can't compare ourselves to what this person eats. Maybe I should eat. If you ate what I ate, you probably would feel terrible. You know, and if I ate what you ate, you'd probably feel terrible. But what happens is, is people often will feel anxiety due to the reaction that they get from the initial um, comparison that they make to something. So seeing someone that's in excellent shape and if you're able to look at them and say that person is in amazing shape i mean wow i'm impressed i i'm inspired i'd like to be able to look great as well and i'm going to do the work to be able to look great then that's amazing but an unhealthy approach to that which happens more often than you think because i listen to people talk every single day is that they look at that picture and they're comparing themselves to that picture and they're having the expectation that they should be able to look the way that person looks um, or feel the way that person feels. But unfortunately, we just don't know what they've gone through to be able to look that way. And we don't know the time that they've put in or the, uh, the money that they've put in or the operations that they've had uh, or the filters that they, that they have on their phone to be able to post it, you know? so. When a person is a little bit imbalanced from a mental standpoint, meaning that their confidence is lacking, it's going to be really tough to sit and scroll through Facebook or Instagram and feel better about yourself if you're constantly looking at people that quite literally should be on the cover of a magazine. Now, when I look at people that, are on, that should be on the cover of a magazine, I think to myself, I don't... I don't need to look like them. I'm really happy with the way I look. I mean, I can always look better, right? I mean, I'm never afraid to look better, but I'm really thankful and happy with the way that I look. But I can look at someone and say, boy, they have a really great shape. I bet they've really put their time and energy in to be able to look like that. 
I don't look at their picture and say, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm not good enough. Uh, my husband's not gonna like me because I don't look good enough. I just walk around confident. But part of the reason why I'm confident is because my confidence doesn't come from the way that I look necessarily. Uh, my confidence comes from the Lord and the person that he wants me to be and me continuing down the path every day of, um, of pleasing him is what brings me confidence. And I, I did a message today and I did a, a group presentation today. I do a group nutrition program um, every Saturday. It's a six month program. And I wasn't planning on talking about this, so I didn't even have it out. But one of the quotes that I said was, and this is not my quote, uh, the, and I don't, I don't have the name of the person that said it, but it's definitely not my quote. It said, confidence is not a personality trait. It's a skill that is improved through action. Confidence is the willingness to try, knowing that you may succeed or you may fail, but you still try. And I believe that confidence is not a personality trait. Um, I believe we are not born with it, and I believe it has to be built in us. And our parents can help to build that, or they can also help to break it down. My parents were amazing at building my confidence. Our friends can build it for us or they can break it down. Our spouses could build it for us or they could break it down. Uh, but it's improved through action. And so in order to be a confident person and in order to uh, look at those pictures and say, well, that person looks amazing, you know, and to not necessarily have to feel like you don't look good anymore just because you've looked at them you have to really be able to identify um what your worth is uh in 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 your and i say in christ because he's the one that truly holds the key to your ultimate happiness uh so if you're walking around trying to compare yourself to a person uh it's just so empty you know, and I've helped people look good enough to be on the cover of a magazine. I've in fact helped people be on the cover of magazines before. And at no point did it ever make me feel less attractive or did it make me feel like less of a quality human being or uh, less successful because I wasn't on the cover of the magazine. It in fact made me feel amazing that I could help them to achieve that. But I have to work that confidence. And I know that my hope and my trust and my peace comes from God. And so each day I have a plan and a path that I follow to be able to work that confidence and to be able to have that confidence. And I've also had times in my life where I had people in my life that broke me, that really beat my confidence down. And I had to get away from them. And it was toxic and it was difficult. And I had to work myself out of those relationships, you know, and I think we've all been in those positions. Some of you may be at work and there may be someone at work that beats your confidence down. Uh, it's hard to say uh, what your situation is, but there's a way out of it. And the way out of it comes from your own individual change in thinking. Uh, again, I go for a faith perspective and each day I put my central focus on the Lord and what he would have me to do and what his opinion is of me is the main thing that matters. And as long as I'm modeling myself in a way that I please him, I'm pleased, right? I just get happiness from that. Um, so we can't, 
work and work and work and work to change ourselves so that we can look like someone else. And then at, at some point, if we don't quite measure up, we're defeated and we're unhappy with ourselves. We just have to do our level best every day to wake up and be the best version of ourselves that we can and stay inspired to continue to be better. Like I said, I'll always do everything I can to continue to be, uh, to look as good as I can by all means. I mean, every day I wake up and put makeup on. Every day I wake up and try to have a cute outfit on. Uh, every day I dress my daughter the same way. And I always tell her, uh, never miss an opportunity to look fabulous. You know, if you forgot to wear your earrings today, go up and get earrings, but don't just get earrings, get earrings that really brighten your 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 face and they, they match with your outfit because it's gonna make you stand out and be more noticeable. Your personality already makes you stand out, but people love to see that you pay that close attention to detail and they're attracted to quality style and someone who really pays attention. So I try to teach her that way and I try to do that for myself, but believe it or not, those things are actually building confidence as well. So that's an action towards confidence. So when you spend time on social media, you have to determine, is it stressing you more than it's actually helping you? And when you're seeing folks that you want to be like, does that make you feel motivated or inspired? Or does that make you feel less successful? Like you're not as good as them. And does it start to bring you down? Does it start to cycle you through thinking of you're not good enough? And if it does, what I would do is get off of social media and get onto something that can actually build you. Because number one, art to some extent, I mean, yes, of course, there's amazing people online with amazing bodies, but do you really know their backdrop? I mean, you don't always know what's going on. I once had this, uh, this person that I worked with who was um, uh, at a very, very high level in their life. And, and I, uh, I'll just, you know, I'll just say I work with them on their nutrition and uh, I always just treat everybody like they're a normal person. So they, they might be a, an, uh, an actor or they might be a professional football player, but I just look at them like a normal person. I don't treat them like they're, they're famous to me. Uh, because at, this, at, at the end of the day, I have to be able to help them with their nutrition. And so we're gonna have to figure out how to make this work. And it's, it's, you're not gonna get any exceptions than anybody else would because your body's gonna respond. So we have to make sure that we treat you like a normal person. But anyways, um, what she said was that there was this photo shoot that she was doing and she showed me the pictures and she was like, my husband and I had a fight literally 20 minutes before we showed up. And I mean, we were cursing at each other. And then um, my kid had just done this and I just yelled and I, and I screamed something that I, I just almost could never forgive myself for saying. And then this was the pictures that we took 30 minutes later. And so she showed me the pictures and she was like, I mean, those pictures make it look like we should be on Walton's Mountain, you know, with how amazing the photographer captured this amazing love and affection when really we were trying to kill each other before we took the picture, right? And I was just laughing so hard because it's like, that's so true. I can, you know, I can say that there's days where uh, we're, we're going to go to church and you can just feel the enemy come in and be like, I'm going to do everything I can to make it as hard as possible for you guys to get to church today. Like, I'm going to try to stop you in your tracks because I know there's a quality message there at church and I'm going to do everything I can to try to, to try to keep you from hearing that message. Right. And so you'll go into church just like, 
everything's okay we're all good you don't have any idea what just transpired in the car but we're in the building and we're good so if you look at these pictures of these people online you don't know the backdrop and just because someone looks absolutely stunningly amazing in a picture it doesn't mean that they're happy you know um outer appearances are it's incredible it's incredible to be in shape it's incredible to look fantastic uh, i always inspire people to be their best and to have their best look but what i really inspire people to do is to feel their best because when people feel their best it's amazing they look their best they just glow when they feel great so i just put such a focus on health and the way people feel so when we look at those pictures if you if you judge yourself when you see someone looking amazing if you judge yourself and say i'm not good enough i keep failing i can't do this i'm, I'm never going to be that good then you're putting yourself in a position to where you're just assuming that everything about that person is perfect when you don't even know you don't even know their story you know what i mean and you also don't know the fight that it took for them to get there so you may have to fight just as hard as they did to be able to look like that you know, uh, we, I have one client that has two kids. She works 50 hours a week. Um, she has no help because she's single and uh, she does everything. And she still goes and wins trophies and wins money every time she gets on a stage. And the reality is, is that nobody knows what her backdrop is nobody knows how hard her situation is how many hours a week she has to put into the gym they think she looks amazing but do and and, and, and everybody wants to look like her but do you want to have to do what she has to do to be able to look like that see you don't have to compare yourself to her and you don't have to necessarily feel bad about yourself because you don't look like that you gotta just wake up and feel amazing where you're at when you're there and if you're in on the path to looking great you gotta smell the roses along the way you know if you're 200 pounds and you're finally at 180 get excited about 180 buy a really cute outfit at 180 and yeah the goal is to get to 120 but when you get to 160 think about how much easier it is to walk up and down the stairs start to celebrate where you're at because i'm telling you when you finally get to 120 you won't be happy there either if you're not happy along the way i've watched it happen many many times because your happiness is rooted in the wrong thing it's so wrapped up in this goal and everything's about this goal that once you finally accomplish the goal you have no foundation you know when i try to teach people to be healthy and i try to teach people to lose weight i want them to have a bigger purpose than just the way that they look i want them to feel great and then i want them to be able to teach their family how to feel great for the rest of their life right so it can't always be about just how you look there has to be something deeper to it like what's your creed what are you doing it for what's your what's your creed i like that you know it's like why are we doing this well we do what we do at integrity because we're trying to teach people a lifestyle not just a goal we help people achieve goals but we really hope that when they're done achieving that goal that they're prepared to live a healthy lifestyle right outside of that goal and that they know what those next steps are otherwise you're just a goal hopper 
Chasing goal, chasing goal, chasing goal. It's good to chase goals, absolutely. It's great to have a vision for something bigger, but it's also good to just be a disciplined individual and stay healthy and look great all the time. You know, it's really hard when someone trains for a marathon and they kill themselves for that. But then right after the marathon, they put on 15 pounds because they gorge themselves with bad foods that they haven't been having. And then they don't even feel like running anymore. They don't even feel up to it because they've they've put such a heavy toxic load on their body that they really don't even want to exercise after just running the Boston Marathon or just running whatever marathon or competing in whatever CrossFit competition or competing in a bodybuilding competition. You know, it, the shows are won and lost during the off season and how you train, you know, and, and you, you really want to make sure that there's something deeper to why you're doing what you're doing instead of just chasing after goal after goal after goal after goal. So who are you comparing yourself to? Does it make sense? Is it uh, what's keeping you from true happiness? Because shouldn't you be trying to become the person that God's truly sets you up to become? I mean, should you really be trying to be like someone else? Should you really try to compare yourself to this person and try to do all that you can to try to be like this person? Or should you just really try to read the Bible, get in prayer, get in faith, and try to understand what God wants you to do? And what you can do is you can look at that person and you can say, that God is my God. And I love that. Uh, my pastor says that all the time. That God is my God, right? That person that worked that hard and achieved that, that God is my God. But I'm going to do it the way God would have me to do it, not the way that that person did it. I don't have to do it exactly like that person. And the problem is, is you might fail if you keep lining yourself up to do it just like that person. You might try to eat like that person. You might try to work out like that person. You might try to drink like that person. And all of that might be completely wrong for you. And it may be exactly the reason why you keep failing because it's the wrong diet for you. It's the wrong liquids for you. It's the wrong style of exercise for you. I've had folks that do CrossFit and I love I love CrossFit. I have nothing against CrossFit. But I have folks that do CrossFit, they have autoimmune conditions and they come to me and I ask them to take a month and I realign their exercise. I have them do yoga. I have them do walking. I have them do stretching. I have them do a whole series of different things, different types of baths, different types of oils. I have them soak their feet at certain times. Like I basically take all hit style training. So it's not even just CrossFit, it's all hit style training. It's the boot camps. It's the let's do 85 things in a minute. Let's try to beat the crap out of ourselves exercise. Don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for that, okay? But I'll take someone like that and I'll position them in a different spot for 30 days and they will lose literally 15 pounds of fluid just from the inflammation because their body is no longer inflamed. I once had a girl lose 10 pounds in two weeks just because she stopped running. Her food was exactly the same, but the running was inflaming her so much. She had no idea that it was causing a cortisol response in her body. But this isn't for everybody. There are some people's systems that thrive off of HIT cardio. So please don't take this the wrong way and don't start attacking me because I have plenty of clients that do HIT style workouts. 
But what I'm saying is, is this person over here with the autoimmune condition, if she felt like she had to do what a, a bodybuilding competitor was doing to be able to look like that, she wouldn't be okay. If I did what half of the people in this gym did, I would feel awful. I cannot lift certain ways. I damage things. I get swollen. I literally get sick from it. And trust me, 20 years in the fitness industry and almost 30 years bodybuilding and working out in gyms, it took me until like eight years ago to figure that out. It took me years of swelling, years of sickness, years of doctors, years of chiropractors, years of massage therapists. I, I'm telling you, it took me years to be able to be willing to say, I will stand out there in the gym and do a shoulder press with 20 pound dumbbells, even though I know I can do 40 pound dumbbells because I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about what I'm lifting because I know what's right for my body. But for the first 20 years, I had to lift as heavy as I could because everybody around me was lifting as heavy as I could. I mean, I worked at Powerhouse Gym. So I convinced myself that was the only way I could be successful. And that was stealing my health. So comparison, it's the thief of joy. So I guess my question for you is, what is your creed? What is the path that you are following every day? Uh, without a vision, we will perish. So what is your vision? What is your vision for success every day? How have you aligned yourself? What, what path have you created for you to follow that God has uh, set up for you to follow for success? What have you done to create that path? Or are you getting on Instagram and you're looking at other people's paths and you're deciding that that's the path you're going to follow because that's the path that they follow? Sure, you can try to mimic some of the things that they're doing and you can say that looks really interesting. I think I'm going to try it. But the first thing you need, to, you need to do is pray and say, God, what would you have me to do? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to be with today? How do you want me to eat, Lord? What's on my plate for today, God? God, what's the biggest and most important thing for me to do today? So I want to share with you um, kind of an example of what my creed is. I have stuff like this printed out. I mean, my bathroom at home, I've got stuff on the wall. Then I go in my closet and I have a setup where I get ready in there. On the mirror in there, I have stuff on that mirror. I read that stuff every single day because I want to be reminded of what I should be following and what I'm living for and who I'm living for and how I need to step out the door that day because I'm going to get hit with attack the minute that I step out the door. Honestly, even before I step out the door, I can just look at my phone and get attacked by a text message because the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ came that we could have life. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm serving him and all that I do, I'm going to be under attack and it's going to be a consistent attack and I'm going to have to be geared up and ready to fight at any given time. So if I'm so caught up in trying to be like everybody else and trying to look like everybody else and trying to drink like everybody else and trying to eat like everybody else, how in the heck am I going to handle any of what comes to me because I have absolutely no idea where my identity is in Christ. I have no strength in him. He is who should be deciding all that for me, not the people on Instagram and not trying to be like everybody else. So 
that path and that creed that I follow. I have that listed out and I'm going to speak that to you guys and maybe you could design your own style of one and put down what should be important to you and then literally follow it and tell yourself, I will live up to these expectations every day. The first thing for me is I will put God first always. He will come before my husband. He will come before my child. He will come before my work. He will come before social media. I will put God first. And when I don't, I feel it in my gut. I know when I've stepped out of the will of God, I can feel it. I feel like throwing up and I've done it. I've made that mistake many, 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 many times. And when I've made that mistake, I've positioned myself for failure. And so I've set myself into a position where I've said, okay, God, I didn't listen to you. It was clear. I felt the stabbing signals. I felt the stabs. I knew, I knew I was making the wrong decision, but I've made the wrong decision. So I might lose $20,000 or I might actually get sick because I made a mistake or who knows what's going to end up happening. I may end up having an argument with my husband because I knew, I felt that I shouldn't have said something or I shouldn't have done something or I shouldn't have bought something or I shouldn't have... I shouldn't have ate something, right? Or shouldn't have drank something. That prompting of the Holy Spirit is there to keep us safe. It's there to keep us protected. And it's there to keep us within the will of God. And that's what brings us peace. So sometimes when we get separated from that, and we start to focus on all those other people and what they're doing and how they're doing it, and we try to attempt to do that for our life, that's when we get some serious anxiety. And we get some serious depression because we're trying to be someone that we're not. And God's got something even better for you. You may look even better if you follow his path. Second thing is, I will take care of my health. That's the second creed. I will wake up every day and I will make my health a priority. Plain and simple. Okay, it is something I refuse to not do. I don't care if I get made fun of at a party. I don't care if someone uh, doesn't like me. I don't care if I am in a position to where I can't eat at a restaurant. I just have to sit there and drink water with someone. I don't care. I will make my health a priority. I will make time for it. I will stretch. I will get on my treadmill and walk at home. I will make it a priority every day because I know it will impact my ability to fulfill the call and purpose that God has for my life. Third, I will not hit the snooze button and I will not waste time. I will be efficient with my time every day. When I hit the snooze button, I, honestly, to be completely honest with you, I don't remember a time in my life where I've ever been able to hit the snooze button. And the reason that is, is because I, I always have to be somewhere. I have to do something. I have a lot of people that depend on me. I have a family that depends on me. I have four dogs that depend on me. Like, first of all, you can't hit the snooze button when you have four dogs because they depend on you and your carpet depends on you getting them outside. So the reality is, is that the snooze button, there's really not a place for it. You know, there's not a place for it in my life. But the snooze button is just a procrastination of a possibility. You're putting forth energy to actually cause intentional anxiety for you in that morning. 
you're not going to get something done because you hit that snooze button something is gonna something's gonna come back at you and your peace will be taken away now if it's your day off and you have absolutely no responsibility that day and the basic biggest thing you're going to do in that day is lay on your couch or lay in a hammock you go ahead and hit the snooze button i don't live in that world so i won't have that as an option but that's number three. I'm going to be efficient with my time. I'm going to be organized. I'm not going to hit the snooze button. I'm not going to waste time because there's value in that organization. I get more time with God. I get more time with my husband. I get more time with my child. I get more time helping people. So I'm going to be efficient with my time. Number four, I will be diligent and intentional in my spending. I will bless others and I will spend money the way God intends. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, God, is this, is this what I should do? Should I go here? Should I buy this? You know, and trust me, if I know I shouldn't buy something, I know it a hundred percent in my gut, a hundred percent. And I will suffer the consequences if I go against that. And I get it because I'll feel the regret from it. I'll know I shouldn't have done it. And then my family will suffer or I'll suffer or our household will suffer. I learned that at a very young age um, because I was married for 10 years before I, before I met John. And then I spent six years single trying to build my business. So I know all about the different realms of finance, right? I know what it's like when you're with someone. I know what it's like when you're not with someone. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be in lack. I know what it's like to be in plenty. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I know what it's like to be in both. Okay. I've experienced it firsthand in great ways. I've had great mass plenty and I've had great lack before. But what the central thing is in that is that I always had my faith. Okay. And no matter how much lack I had, I always had my faith and I kept fighting I kept pressing on and I kept getting stronger. So I will be intentional about my spending and I will be, I will bring God in that decision. All right. Number five, I will stay disciplined in my eating and my exercise. And that's just like, I will take care of my health, but I will stay disciplined in my eating. It's not worth it. There are too many people that depend on me. I have too many responsibilities. I will not go off the chain with my food because I cannot have a day where I'm giving someone only 50%. I don't have a hangover day, okay? I'm, I don't have an option for that. And I don't want an option for that. I'm not looking to feel like that anymore. So I don't bring that sort of thing in my life. Now, just because this is my creed, and just because this is my list, and this is my path, doesn't mean it has to be yours. I'm not inspiring you to have to agree with everything that I'm doing. If you want a built-in hangover day every week, put that in your path, all right? That's up to you, you know, to each his own, okay? But the reality is if you're going to put something down and you're going to start following that path and you're going to stay committed to it, you're going to start seeing changes. And if you're going to start doing it because you believe in yourself and you believe God's called you to do it versus comparing yourself to the other person and trying to do it that way because they're doing it, you're going to start to see breakthrough in your life because you're going to finally be living the life that God's intended for you to live. All right, number six, I will continue to bless others and not curse them. This is a big deal. Obviously, I'm going to continue to bless others, but the first thing I want to talk about is I'm not going to start talking bad about people. 
okay? I'm going to find a way to bless people with my speech, even the ones that curse me. Even the ones that curse me, I'm going to find a way to bless them in some way because God honors that. And when God honors that, you're blessed because of it. So if you bless people that curse you and you bless people that persecute you, you don't have to worry about what they're going to do. You have to worry about what God's going to do. Okay. He's your vindicator. He'll take care of that, right? He's going to take care of that. And he's not going to put anything on them, but what he's going to do is he's going to convict their heart and he's going to show them what you just did to that person. It wasn't right. And they're going to be dealing with their own battle that you don't even know because you're not living within their skin, right? But you don't have to prove that message to them. You let God do that work for you. He's your vindicator. You walk in love. You turn the other cheek. You don't get stomped on and you don't get railroaded and you don't have to be mistreated over and over again by anybody, but you still walk in love. And that, my friend, will bring you a great deal of peace if you don't get caught up in negative talk about other people because it just makes you so sour. Find a way to say something positive no matter who the person is. And, and the reality is, is life isn't all happy and joy, okay? There, there are a lot of negative people out there. There's a lot of dangerous people out there. But we don't have to put all of our focus on that. But my main point is find a way to bless people. Don't curse them. Don't talk bad about people, okay? Just pray for them. Instead of talking bad, pray for them. God, even on death row, I pray that you come into that man's heart. He's made terrible decisions and terrible mistakes. But God, I pray that you would come into his heart and that you would change his spirit, even if it's at the last minute, because Christ died for all of us, the sinner and the saint. So I'm going to pray to bless everyone, even if they didn't deserve it, because why do I feel like I deserve it more than someone else? All sin is equal, you know, in comparison to him. He doesn't sit there and evaluate it and say, well, your sin's a little bit worse. You get a little less forgiven. No, we're all forgiven by his blood. Okay. Now, number seven, I will shine God's light in all that I do. And man, I take that one seriously. I try to think of like, okay, what am I doing? How am I talking? What am I wearing? What am I listening to? Uh, how am I walking? Where's my posture? Uh, what am I doing with the checkout? Am I sitting there texting someone or am I looking at that person eye to eye? And am I trying to shine a little bit of joy on that person? I'm, I'm really checking myself right now because I, I do this like where I'm like, oh, put your phone down. It's hard at Whole Foods because you have to get the Prime app out and you got to scan it. And so I'll look and go, you have 32 messages. I have 32 messages from since I walked into Whole Foods. And then I'm like, oh gosh, let's make sure there's nothing bad going on. And then I'm looking at that. Instead, I need to be focused on the person behind the counter. I don't know what kind of day they're having. You know, and it just might take just that little bit of light that I'm willing to share with them that might pull them out of that hole that they might be in. How horrible would it be to work at a grocery store right now? I mean, you're, you're behind a plexiglass thing. There's germs everywhere. It's been a really hard year and they've had to work through it all. They deserve me to be looking at them eye to eye. So my point is, I'm going to shine God's light in everything I do. I'm going to do it on the podcast. I'm going to do it with my client. I'm going to do it out there on the floor. 
right? So it's going to be part of everything I do. I'm going to be do it while I'm driving down the road and someone cuts me off. I'm going to do it when I'm listening to music in the car and my daughter's in the back seat and I'm, I'm not, and I'm making the decision that I'm not willing to allow her to listen to something that's distasteful, that I don't want her to have to learn. You know, I'm going to try to build her spirit with what I listen to and with what I watch. So I will shine God's light in all that I do. Number eight, I will live in the world, but I will not be of the world. Okay, just because everybody else listens to songs that that have the F word in it doesn't mean that I'm okay with it. And I'm not afraid to get embarrassed in front of a group of people because I flipped the song, which I've done in the middle of a class when there was 20 people in here and I flipped the song and every single one of them said, who flipped the song? That was a great song. And I said, I did. And they all looked at me and they were like, okay, sorry, Debbie. And you know what? No one even gave me crap about it. You know why they didn't give me crap about it? Because they know what I stand for. Okay. And for the most part, when it comes to that, no one really even lets music like that play in here because not because I walk around like you don't listen to that music. I don't want to hear that music in here. Never have I ever said it one time. And I didn't even say it that time. I just quietly went and switched it to another song. I didn't even change the station. Okay. I still let it hear that way. But my actions and the light that I show and the life that I live shows my faith in everything that I do. So they are respecting me by not wanting to play that music. When we go places, uh, we'll get around groups of people. They'll respect me by not cursing. Okay, we get around a group of police officers. They'll respect me by not cursing in front of me because they know that I don't curse. You know, now if they did, I wouldn't say, now why would you speak that way? You're going to hell for speaking that way. But what I would, I would say is when they say, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to say that. I'd say, don't worry about it. You're human. It's no big deal. You know, I'm not going to give someone a hard time for doing it, but I sure do appreciate it when people respect not doing it. Number nine, I will not make assumptions. I will speak the truth and I will not let emotions control me. It's important to make decisions with emotion, but it's also important to make decisions with logic. And what I've found in managing people for 20 years is that people make a lot of decisions with emotion and they haven't investigated the logic or the facts quite as well as they should before they spew out the emotions, okay? And so I find myself in a position as a boss or as just watching people communicate with each other, you know, in my business, I find myself as a referee and all I'm really doing is sitting back and saying, how about before we talk, we just look at the facts in this situation, you know, before we create an assumption why don't we be candid about what actually happened? So I have definitely been accused for being candid. I have been accused for being matter of fact and always speaking the truth in love. Okay. I don't yell at people. I don't disrespect people, but I do it in love. I read Jack Welch's book, probably more than 20 years ago. And he said the success to his business came from candor, 
from the willingness to open the door for his employees to come to him and to tell him exactly how they felt about a situation. They didn't have to sugarcoat it because he was the boss. They didn't have to hide it. They respected him, but yet they came to him and they openly explained how they felt. And the reality is, is that if you're making assumptions, oh, well, I mean, they didn't come. They canceled at the last minute. Maybe they don't like me. Maybe they don't think I'm good enough. Maybe he doesn't think I'm pretty enough. Maybe he thinks I'm fat. You know, maybe, maybe they don't like my gym enough. Maybe they don't think it's good enough. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't think the equipment's good enough. Maybe they think it smells too good in here. You know, maybe, maybe they don't think it's, it's good enough for them. It's not big enough. There's not enough bodybuilders in here. If I just sit there and make assumptions off of stuff, I will create a reality in my mind that literally may not even possibly exist. I will create anxiety based off of something that might not even exist. It's just a made up assumption. And so what you want to do in those situations is, of course, it's important to have emotion, but it's also really important to have logic. Okay. And where I find logic, which I don't expect everybody to do this, but what I'm trying to do is give you my opinion and what helps me. But what I find where I find logic is in the word of God, there's my facts, right? Like he says this, okay, so I'm not going to go and do the polar opposite of that. That's what centralizes my emotions. That's what like puts the, you know, the, the pads on me and it's like, it takes me out of emotional mode, right? For a minute. And it's like, okay, I'm going to calm down for a minute. And yes, I was a little upset, but I'm reading this right here. And it basically says I should turn the other cheek. I should walk in love. I should bless those who persecute me. And so what I'm going to do, instead of cuss you out, I'm going to walk in love and I'm going to find a way to overcome this situation. And I'm not going to let my emotions control me, right? Now, there are times when you review the logic, okay? And sometimes you have to let the emotion take control, right? You have to. Because the logic, I would be nowhere in my life if I didn't do that. Because the logic told me during quarantine that if six banks tell you no to a PPP loan, you're going to have to close your gym, right? But my emotions said, I refuse to give up on the call and purpose that God has for my life. Logic says the seventh bank is probably going to say no, okay? Because if six said no and everything that they list says that you're not available for the loan, okay, then you probably should just give up. But that's the greatest part for emotion to come in. That's when emotion needs to come into play because your emotion can say no. I will not give up on this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, you get encouraged and you use that emotion and that strength and that passion that you have to overcome that situation and to find victory. But at the end of the day, the victory ends up being given to Jesus anyways, right? Because he's the one that gave you that emotion and he gave you that fight inside of you. And number 10 is, and I get this from my church, it hangs on the wall and I take pictures of it all the time to remind myself, my 10th 
part and final part of my creed, of my path, of what I choose to follow every day is I will honor God and I will help people. And in everything that I do, I can't do everything for free, but I'm going to help as many people as I can to the best of my ability. And I've got to pay the bills while doing it, right? But I'm going to honor God in all things that I do. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of what God's done for my life. And I will speak out on it. I will not throw it down someone's throat and force them to, if you're going to be in my office, you're going to do it my way. You're going to have to have faith. I won't do that, but I'll try to live a life of faith in front of them so much that they would desire after what I have. And I will help them not only with their physical body, but with their spirit and their mind. But the physical body is part of having a strong spirit and a strong mind. I pray so much that this message has helped you guys. I just want you to know that when I get fired up and don't take a breath, that has absolutely nothing to do with me and my ability. That is the power of God working inside me and allowing me to share this message to you. So I just pray that one morsel of this message will bless you. And I pray that it will make you decide that you're more than a conqueror. And that you need to be the person that God has called you to be, not the person on Instagram, not the family like I told you about that were fighting before they even took that picture. That like they literally wanted to stab each other. Like literally, they, she said that she had a weapon and wanted to stab him. And then they took a picture 30 minutes later. We can't want to be like someone else. We got to want to be the person that God's called us to be, okay? And, and that doesn't mean that life is always champagne and roses because it's not. I wear a shirt that says warrior on it all the time. And the reason I wear that is because that is what I am. I am a warrior. God has called me to be strong in faith. And I am a fighter and I am a soldier. And I never give up. And I know what he wants me to do each day. But it is such a mighty call. And it is such a big call. And lives are going to be changed with it that I know I will face. I will face trial. You know, so I've got to gear up every day. I've got to be willing to fight the good fight because if I'm not ready for that fight, I will get taken down by the enemy and I refuse to surrender and I refuse to give up in God's army. I want to save souls. I want to save lives. I want to make people healthy and my message is through health, but I believe that it changes a person's soul. So when I reach out to somebody, they could be the most full of faith person that, that, that I've ever met. But if their food isn't right, they're not living the premium life that they could. They're not living life as optimally as they could. And I can assure you that their focus on Christ will be even stronger when they change their food. I know that. I believe it in my heart and I know God's given me that. I know that he wants them to focus on their body. And I know that he wants them to do all that they can to improve their body. So I will stay in faith with them. I will pray for them and I will believe for them. I pray that this helps you all. Should you have any questions or, or like additional information on what we do at Integrity Training Systems, we change lives. You know, and, and we come in here and we try to give you an environment that's private, that's clean, that's quiet, uh, that's safe. 
and you're amongst people that are achieving victories every day victories in the spirit victories in the mind and victories in the body remember don't compare yourself to someone else but if you want more information on what you do on what we do here please call us at 636-299-2208 or for a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers just to identify what we do here to look at some of the imbalances that you have in your body uh, to learn how to foam roll to learn how to stretch and just to really get in here and get more mobile and get yourself geared up and ready to exercise you can take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com and we would be more than happy to get you scheduled for that assessment god bless you all and thank you so much for listening